0: Welcome to the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. This is the place where we help young entrepreneurs and professionals to make, keep, and grow wealth that you can enjoy now and for years to come. I'm your host, Jack Gibson, a serial entrepreneur, founder of multiple seven and eight figure businesses and wealth building strategist. Each week, I'm gonna share my tips, resources, and secrets to help you create a plan and build the life you dreamed of. I'll be honest, you guys, I need to set up rules to protect myself from myself. I am probably my own worst enemy above everything. For example, if I want to have a great day, I drastically increase the chances of a productive, fulfilled day. If I do the following things, the first hour I wake up, these are five things that I have to do non-negotiable. Drink a large glass of water with lemon. I do this immediately. Don't check social media. Anything else. This is the very first thing that I do. Then I read a personal growth oriented book. It could be as little as 10 to 15 minutes, but I've got to get some positivity into my mind. Eat a healthy protein based breakfast. That's number three. Number four is take my nutritional supplements. And number five is to stretch, particularly, I got to stretch my hamstrings because tight hamstrings are the number one cause of lower back pain. Ask any good chiropractor, and they're going to tell you that. When I do these five things, I've set the foundation, and when I neglect them, which I do occasionally, typically I pay the price later that day. So what's the price? Well, if I miss my water, you know, I can get dehydrated and and sluggish. If I miss my personal growth, I can easily succumb to self-doubt, negativity, and lack. If I miss a healthy breakfast or my supplements, then I'm going to probably get tired in the afternoon. And I just don't think I'm gonna live as energetic and as vibrant. If I don't stretch, then I hate to say this, but um, you know, start hitting your forties, you guys, it's a different game. And uh, I can get a really tight lower back. I can even walk around crooked. So it's that important that I hit all five criteria. Now, I've done this in another area. I've also set rules when it comes to streaming shows. If I want to watch Netflix and right now my wife and I are loving Yellowstone, that is a lot of people have said it's good and wow, um, it is really that good, but I have to be doing something to better my life during that time. So that typically is I'm on the dreaded stair climber, you know, doing some sort of cardio that I really don't enjoy, but I need to do it for my heart health and to keep, you know, cutting body fat down or sitting in the sauna or watching them with my wife or kids, you know, to bond and to spend time together. But if I'm not doing any of those things, I do not get to watch the streaming shows. Because if all I were doing is sitting around watching streaming shows without doing something positive or constructive with my life, then, well, those are largely pretty negative. So I'm gonna be feeding my mind and subconscious mind some things that I really don't want to feed it, Um, but I'm willing to do that. (laughs) I don't want to sound hypocritical, but I'm willing to do that as long as I'm doing something positive to essentially counteract it, right? (laughs) When it comes to investing and money management, I have set rules. My aggressive, competitive nature that's hungry for fast success and quick returns needs parameters in place so that I don't risk too much and, you know, end up regretting it later. I did that when I was, 22 and had just gotten my first fifty thousand saved up while i was in college and of course i turn it all over to a financial advisor puts it all into tech stocks and half of it disappears within a few months in the dot-com 2000 bubble crash so today i'm going to share with you my five investing rules i want to give a special shout out to my new whole life insurance rep brock fortner He gave me his rules and we were talking about this networking the other day when I was transferring over my policy to him. And I was really like, wow, this is really good, Brock. These are all the things that these are my rules, but I had never really communicated these rules. So that's the inspiration for this particular episode. So, you know, a lot of times some of your best ideas don't come from you. They just come from reading, from conversations. They trigger things that can then uh, give you content to share with others, right? So, rule number one, let's dive in here. Rule number one safety first, invest for cash flow. Now, entrepreneurs, you need to follow this advice more than anyone. What makes you good at business, taking risks and being aggressive, making deals happen, being impatient, that does not translate very well into investing. Okay. I simply cannot believe how many entrepreneurs I know that are incredibly terrible investors because they simply have yet to understand themselves when I talk about protecting and investing into safe assets like real estate, they may not and agree, but then they do something entirely different instead of taking a gamble on risky investments with unknown outcomes, you want to focus on assets that produce cash flow now, Guys, I love to invest into risky assets. I think it's fun. It's exciting. The prospect of getting 10 times, 20 times, 100 times return on capital. I mean, that's incredible. You know, those are what we call the asymmetric plays, right? Where it's when something has symmetry, it's it's even on both sides. And when something's asymmetric, it's very uneven. So an asymmetric investing means that your downside is capped. Okay. So if you put in a thousand bucks and the and the investment could go to 100x, but the downside of it is you lose all your capital while your downside is capped, whereas your upside is virtually, I mean, almost unlimited, right? You want to be doing these asymmetric bets. You want to be doing these risky bets. I'm all for them, but you've got to do them in the right order. And most people have the order out out of whack. They want to take their initial principal capital that they've saved and Sweated for and you know, bled for in some cases, and they put that into these risky assets, and then boom, it's gone, and you're starting all over. It's just very sad to see. So, along these lines, okay, one of my personal finance rules this is not an investing rule, and personal finance rules are different from investing rules, right? So, in the personal finance game, I only buy luxuries with the passive cash flow from my safe investments from my businesses that produce passive income from my real estate that produces passive income from my whole life policy that produces dividends and interest you know from my stocks that produce dividends i take those safe streams of income and that's what i use to be able to you know buy my luxuries like for example when i made the mistake of buying a bmw when i was 22 well, I really didn't enjoy it because I was financially tight and it was coming out of my earned income, not my passive cash flow. I learned my lesson and then drove a used car for several years once I, you know, ditched the BMW and that payment and all the insurance and everything. And once my passive cash flow investments finally gathered strength, that's when I bought a Tesla. And I've enjoyed the car stress-free knowing that I had stayed faithful to my plan and my tenants are paying for that car my tenants paying their rent every month that's going towards you know this type of luxury so you just want to be buying good solid assets first i can help you with that i created a company to be able to help other investors buy rental property without getting screwed over like i did previously to setting up this company so take advantage of the company that I've established. I've got a team of almost 10 people. We've got multiple construction crews. We've got a real professional system that can help you to get into a rental property and start producing the passive income from that property. And I I think rental property, semi-passive, right? You're still running a business. You still have income, expenses, decisions to make, but with a good property management company like what we formed to service our investors called City Life Property Group, then we can help you guys take a lot of the headache and the management out of buying rental property. Rule number two, don't chase returns. It can be very tempting for investors to jump on the bandwagon that's already started rolling. But by the time you've decided to invest into something that's doing well, its momentum is probably already slowed down or reversed completely. So if you're chasing returns, that means you're too late to the party, you guys. it's so what happened to me in 2000. I was chasing returns. Tech stocks were going up 30, 40, 50% the last three or four years. And I was felt like I was missing out, like it's going to continue. Well, it doesn't continue. The momentum doesn't last forever. When I look into the past, like the biggest mistakes I've made in my entrepreneurial life were chasing someone else's momentum. In my marketing business, okay, this is a great example of this. A lot of you can probably relate to this, being entrepreneurs, Several years back there was a group in California that was killing the game with beach group workouts. They were using these large, you know, exciting, energetic beach free workouts to draw people in and then they'd sell them their products and their services, their supplementation, right? Our model in the Midwest was a brick and mortar smoothie shops, and at that time, we were in a I would say a, a phase of very stale growth, of even of no growth. So envious of their results and their momentum, I shifted focus. And by the time we figured out how to work the model effectively, and I don't even really think we ever really got it effective. I mean, beach workouts don't work so well here in the Midwest, maybe three months out of the year. And then again, if you're doing something for three months out of a 12 month cycle, you're never going to really catch momentum doing that, right? So the momentum was, was gone by the time that we figured it out. And ironically, a few years later, the California group started to shift and chase our momentum. And by the time they got settled in and figured out how to do what we do, and again, it didn't work so well for them in California because the cost of real estate and leases were drastically higher, like, you know, crazy what they had to pay to get a lease of a brick and mortar establishment. So that model didn't really work for them and the momentum simply wasn't there. Now let's look at crypto. Momentum absolutely rules the day. Millions of investors started piling in when the momentum started cranking this past couple of years. And they didn't understand how crypto works and how it will change the world and the underlying technology behind it. They didn't understand, you know, how Bitcoin is the only money in the history of humanity that has all four characteristics of sound money they did not understand what they were buying so they were buying into the momentum it was the fomo the fear of missing out this is when fortunes are made in asset classes is buying things and getting into things that have no momentum nobody's talking about crypto right now in fact i can't even do any crypto podcast cuz i mean or put out any crypto content uh, Nobody's interested in it right now. It's a certainty when crypto starts pumping again and building momentum, that's when the masses will start piling in instead of piling in right now where there is no momentum, momentum is off, but the assets are trading at very low historical values. We're in a bear market winter in crypto right now. We don't know when it's gonna end, but we do know this. Okay, crypto will rise again, crypto will catch its momentum again. You want to be catching it before it starts catapulting upwards, right? So rule number three, invest into things that you understand. This rule you should absolutely be sticking to because otherwise you have a really strong chance of losing money. This just means researching your investments thoroughly, making sure you know what you're getting into before you put your hard-earned money on the line. I think here's the key to being able to make sure that you understand what the investment is. Can you explain it to a fifth grader to where that it's clearly articulated and it's very simple and easy for them to understand how it works? If you can do that, if you can explain it without any notes, looking at any research that you, that means you probably understand what it is that you're getting into. There are times where I invest into things that I really completely don't understand. There's, that has to do a lot with technology. Like there are some tech stocks where I've invested into them or some you know altcoins which are some of the uh, cryptocurrency everything except bitcoin and ethereum there are times where i invest into those but i don't put a lot of money in i'm playing with house money in those situations i'm taking my passive cash flow that's coming in i'm pouring it into those investments in very small increments i subscribe to some very good investment research newsletters in fact some of those i give to you guys on this show some of that research from those you know is what i i utilize in some of my podcasts to to teach you guys and and help you out the publisher has made a very, very strong case for investing into biotechnology. You know, these are maybe some experimental drugs or experimental, you know, procedures. But no matter how much I read about it, I just really don't understand it. I don't, I, I just think it's too risky to invest into it because I don't get it. It could be the greatest opportunity and I may be missing out, but It's just too complicated for me. You know what Warren Buffett's number one rule is don't lose money. And rule number two is see rule number one. Well, if you invest into things that you don't understand, you can't explain it to anybody else, then chances are pretty strong that you're probably going to lose your money. And then when you do, when the asset drops, because you don't understand what you invested into in the first place, you're going to panic sell and dump it off and lock in those losses. I understand crypto, I get how it works, I understand the blockchain, I have a Bitcoin mining operation, I believe in it. And so when crypto dropped 70%, some of them dropped 80, 90%, I didn't really care because I know what I was investing into, I'm not panic selling, I knew that this was gonna be a five to 10 year play before this really became mass adopted. So I didn't care. When it dropped, there was no panic. There was no sale. I'm not locking in losses. I'm holding assets. I think great assets for the long-term. Rule number four, invest in risky assets only with your passive cash flow. Now, this rule above all others is going to protect you from your gambling nature. Now, think about the self-discipline you'd have if you were forced to only invest your dividends, your rental income, and your interest money into your risky bets or maybe from your your businesses that are generating passive income okay because you have people at work you have teams at work well that's forcing you to build your financial house on a rock solid foundation this is exactly like playing with house money at the casino You take your principal betting chips off the table and only allow yourself to play with your winnings, a.k.a. your house money. Taking your safe streams of income and strictly using those for risky bets in the crypto and tech stocks or, you know, like pre-IPOs or private placements, that will help protect you from loss of your principal capital. Because if these things do pop and they do go up 10x, 20x, 100x, like some of them absolutely will over the next five to 10 years, well, you uh, and some of them will drop and some of them will go to zero. But either way, you won't be knocked out of the game. Either way, it really won't hurt you that much because you're playing with house money. If your goal is to create indestructible wealth, which I'm assuming it is, you probably wouldn't be listening to this show. Wealth that keeps replenishing itself over and over again, and you can pass it on generationally and even multi-generationally, you're going to need a baseline portfolio of safe cash gushing assets. And rule number five, invest in a small circle. Investing in a small circle of people you trust can help you minimize risk and maximize your potential for success when you're just relying solely on yourself to make decisions the chances of making an error increase significantly i always like to bounce ideas off other people to stress test them and see if there's a different perspective or something that i'm missing when you have the guidance of others who are knowledgeable or more experienced than you the probability of making a successful investment increases exponentially there's a big reason i have over 30 percent of all of my investable dollars with Sean, the syndicator who helps me do self-storage and car washes. Okay. I trust him a hundred percent. He has an incredible track record. He has an incredible level of experience dealing with these types of deals and these assets. Not only that, but we share the same values in how we treat people, in how we in, in our religious beliefs and how we communicate and how we treat our clients. I benefit from his insights and perspectives, and that allows me to gain knowledge that would otherwise not be attainable without him. So investing in a small circle of people that you trust will give you more control over your investments. It'll give you greater opportunities to create safer, stronger returns, and that control is going to help reduce your risk. So I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode with the five rules. Come up with your own five, you know, like, or you can utilize mine. I mean, I borrowed these from other people over the years. I mean, I don't I've not really had too many original thoughts of my own. Most of my stuff is a a compilation of putting together. Hey, I like what this person had to say. I like what this had to say. So, put together your rules, rules for your morning routine. What are your non negotiables when you wake up? Put together your rules to discipline yourself with. You know, your your fun activities like uh, streaming shows. I mean, those are very addictive and they can absolutely get out of hand. You could be, you know, you could be doing that for, you know, binge watching and sooner or later, like half your day's eating up that you could have been doing something productive to to increase the value that you're giving to other people and increase the quality of your life. So create your rules in different areas. Like, for example, with my charitable giving and taxes I have rules established they're on autopilot they're set up every single month to go out automatically why i need to protect myself from me when i had my charitable giving where i was writing checks you know once a month into the offering at church i would forget there would be two or three months maybe that would go by and i'd just like oh yeah i missed my i missed my offering this i missed my tide this month well Once I put it on autopilot, I haven't missed a month in years. It keeps me on track with my values and my commitments and what I set out to do with my charitable giving. And I set up my taxes that way too. I do not want to get into any sort of tax trouble with the IRS. So I set it up to go out automatically every month. So that way, at least my minimum amount that I need to pay in for the year is all taken care of automatically and i don't get myself into trouble guys i hope you like this episode if you're getting value from my show i really want to grow this show please help me go in and There's two things that you could do if you're getting value, and that's the only... Look, if you're not getting value, you probably wouldn't be listening this far, so I'm sure that you are. So if you're getting value, please give me a five-star review. It'll take you a couple minutes. Go to the Apple Podcast app. Go to the Spotify app. Give me a five-star rating and review right there. It'll mean so much to me. I do read them. I do appreciate them. It helps to keep me going. It helps give me the fuel and the motivation, and not only that, but share this on your social media and your stories or in your posts, please share the podcast with others that you think would make a, a difference for in their lives. That's the only way that I'm gonna grow. I appreciate you guys so much for listening. You're also valuable. I look forward to you know building a relationship with you guys and helping you guys in your investing and in your financial life. Don't ever hesitate to reach out with questions. I'm always here for you. Make it a great day. That's a wrap for this episode on the Indestructible Wealth Podcast. If you'd like to dive deeper into your own wealth building strategy, check us out at myindestructiblewealth.com and follow along on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, and yes, even TikTok. Send me your questions and your financial challenges and I promise I'll respond. Also, I'll think you're really awesome if you'll share and leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. Until next time, Remember, our mission here is to help you make, keep and grow wealth you can enjoy now and for years to come.